of the week, of course, is Travis Scott. Ooh. Travis Scott on Thursday when he realized the Queen was about to have the number one album in America. He and his label decided to have Kylie and baby Stormy put up a uh, tour pass. He had her go and post and say, hey, I can't, me and Stormy can't wait to see y'all. How are you selling something that does not have anything to do with your album, but it's being counted on Billboard as album sales? But what we're not going to do is have this auto-tool man coming up here selling fucking sweaters and telling y'all he sold half a million fucking albums because he didn't. And it's a lot of rappers behind the scene that want to talk about it, and they're scared. But, sweetheart, I'm not scared. I'm legendary in these streets. Wow. Wow, Nikki. Wow. Sounds to me like somebody is big mad, how the young people say it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, First Letter. As always, First Word Podcast. Welcome to Episode 12, Reality. Now, what you just heard was the ravings of a woman scorned, a woman who is pissed. That's Nicki Minaj tearing into Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner and also throwing in their baby because of, I guess, I don't know, I can't call it poor album sales, but I guess Nicki is a little upset that her album didn't do quite as well as she hoped. And she's lashing out at a lot of people. It's not just Travis Scott, but this is just one of the the the, the rants that she went on over this past weekend. And this is some crazy shit going on here, guys. So bear with me. So it's a lot that I'm going to get into. So let's just start with it. So the VMAs uh, kicked off this past weekend, and you know, not only was Nikki aiming at Travis Scott. You know, as you guys just heard in this audio, but she also took aim at Cardi B. She threw some shade at Drake um, and various other people, uh, I guess, whoever she felt like pointing her her sights on. Um, this whole Travis Scott thing is kind of funny to me because, you see, what he did to sell World, he utilized a technique that Jay-Z did. And people don't pay attention to how trends and trends tend to repeat themselves excuse me jay-z around the time when he had the album rollout for magna carta holy grail his album was already certified platinum because he had a partnership with samsung at the time who i believe they bought a million copies of the album and you could do some type of uh, interactive expansive um some shit that he that he had uh that was a part of the deal. Anyway, he utilized a tactic that a lot of artists who are smart enough and who know how to get around the system are doing. So Travis Scott, basically, he sold merch. But with every piece of merch that he sold recently being his clothing, his fans automatically got a free copy of World, which was brilliant. I think it's brilliant marketing and I think it's a brilliant marketing strategy that a lot of artists are trying to do to kind of go around their labels and go around the people who are actually pulling the strings. You know, and Nicki Minaj has been doing this also. Um, if I'm not mistaken, 
uh, at her her recent concert that she's currently uh, her, not her concert her tour that she's currently a part of, she's given with every ticket that is sold to her fans, they have a redeem code to where they can have a they can go get a digital download of her album. Okay, but you see why this doesn't add up to Billboard numbers is because. There's not music itself being sold directly to the consumer. So I guess that's why Billboard isn't counting it as album sales. And she basically did the same thing that Travis Scott did. But yet Travis Scott did it smarter and he did it better because he knows that people like him for his fashion sense and they like him because of his clothes. And that's been going on for quite some time with Travis Scott. This is nothing new. Um, if any of you have been following Travis Scott's career... You know that this young man has the mind and the mindset. He's a he's a fashionable kid and he's been doing that way before um, he had the level of success that he has now. So it just seems to me that Nikki is just being really bitter and she doesn't know who to point the blame finger at when it comes to lack of her album sales. And she's being very sour about it. It's like uh, almost like the sore loser in the room you know, or someone throwing a tantrum because they're not getting their way. That's what this sounds like to me. And um, to even go as far as to throw Travis and Kylie's, you know, newborn child into the shit, like, that's very uh, tasteless. And I think that was very low for someone like Nikki on her level to do. But um, I'm going to get into it uh, a little bit deeper. Uh, yeah, it, it just seems like it, it, it's sour grapes at this point. And... You know, the whole thing with with Cardi and her shading Cardi also, which I'm going to get to in a couple of minutes. It just goes to show you that now this is my opinion that the way that Nicki Minaj has been received by not her fans because her fans love her, you know, with the whole barbs and, and, and her, her, her relentless and ruthless fan base that she has out there. You can't say anything negative without them tearing you apart on social media. But the people who know her in terms of the artists, the execs, and the people who are behind the scenes, she's always, it's been said that she's always been a really bitchy type of person. Now, not calling her a bitch, I'm not disrespecting Nicki Minaj at all. Again, I don't believe in disrespecting our sisters. So I'm not calling her a bitch, but this is this is the type of persona that she's known for having. And it seems like all of the years of rubbing people the wrong way, not building certain strong relationships with different artists, producers, um, just people, her peers within this industry. It seems like everything is catching up to her now. And one big thing that she's not doing She's not thinking in terms of reality, okay? And the reality is, 10 years ago, when Nicki Minaj was making the type of music she was making, she was on fire for a reason. Because 10 years ago, she had the fan base that paid attention to her. She had the audience that paid attention, that liked the music, that liked the content, that liked everything that was coming out from her end of... Um, you know, young money. But you have to understand something. 10 years is a long time. 
10 years is enough time for the fans that you had within that period and that point in time to no longer be your fans. They might still like some of the things you do, but they are not as strong and your following is not going to be as solid as it was 10 years ago. The music business is forever changing and it's evolving. It's super hard to captivate um, people and grow a core fan base like that this day and age because the attention spans of the listeners and the consumers are so short. And I don't blame the consumers. I don't blame the listeners. But it's just the fact that hip hop in itself is so oversaturated and there's so much content being pushed upon a person every day. You know, so think about how bombarded someone is on a daily basis when they open like an Apple, they open a Spotify or forget even those platforms when they open like that piff, you know, if, if they're still around or YouTube and you have to look and literally see how many artists there are on the come up independent people who are on the mainstream that might have been forgotten about. And I think Nikki is doing a poor job in dealing with her reality. And again, you know, you're not as hot as you once were because maybe your attitude is can 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 attribute to that because, you know, you don't do much, you know, with keeping up with other artists, not in terms of copying styles or anything like that. But you don't do much in terms of building relationship with some of the younger artists that can usher you a new fan base that can give you you know that longevity that you feel that you deserve because she is a superstar i'm not taking that away from her but having this attitude where you want to be the alpha and the lone wolf and you know you're dimming other people's light and trying to belittle people and put other people down just so you can step up that's not going to work you know, and the audience of today's hip hop is younger and it's getting younger. The music is appealing to younger people. So, you know, she has to come into grips with that reality. OK, so moving off of Travis Scott. Smoke Perp has chimed in to actually put his two cents on this situation and just give his opinion. Now, Smoke Perp feels a little bit like how I do. Um, and he went public about it. You know, Nikki was talking about there are a lot of rappers who want to speak about it and they are being silent, I guess, because of their relationships with Travis Scott. But Smoke Perp isn't being silent about it. And he honestly feels the way that I do. So take a listen to this audio from Smoke and hear what he has to say. I'll be right back with you guys. Nicki Minaj, you bugging. You bugging by saying that Travis Scott is cheating because he's selling clothes and stuff. It's called marketing, my nigga. Like, you're doing the, you're doing the most first week. Don't hate on the next man. He did. And you said the billboard was wrong. This blah blah blah. You probably got it delayed yourself. You and it's no disrespect. I fuck with you. I fuck with your music. You go crazy, but numbers do not lie. You know what I'm saying? Numbers don't. Yeah. So that was smoke perp giving his little two cents and chiming in about this whole uh situation and he might just be taken up for travis because maybe they have a relationship and he's just sticking up for his guy which is understandable but um you know 
he he feels exactly how I do and it's it's you cannot call someone out for cheating when you're utilizing the same strategies and tactics to try to win but you aren't doing it right or you aren't doing it well it's not executing for you and the next person is actually getting it right and they're winning from the same strategy that you're utilizing so you know big shout out to smoke perp for that but man smoke i gotta tell you that those barbs are gonna tear your ass up on social media because of this <laughs> and i don't know what nikki's rebuttal will be to you if there is one but just brace yourself because you are going to be in for quite the ride if she isn't done with her rants and her ravens, all right? So moving off of Nikki and Travis and transitioning into Nikki and Cardi. Now, if you've been keeping up with Cardi B's career for quite some time, you know that there's always been some tension between Nikki and herself. But it wasn't brought to the to the forefront, excuse me, because names weren't being called out. But if you are a fan of bars, you listen to the lyrics, you can decipher, you know, everything which you hear. You can pick and pull and read between the lines of certain rap songs and stuff like that. So, you know, that her and Nikki have been taking subliminal jabs at each other for quite some time. But it seemed like at the VMAs, Cardi B had enough of the shit. And she basically addressed Nikki again without addressing Nikki by not name dropping. But we all know that she was definitely responding to Nikki in her uh, awards acceptance speech. Now, Nikki Minaj went somewhere and she was being interviewed. And in her interview, she basically tried to shit all over Cardi by saying that Cardi's career is comes at the credit of Atlantic Records and the push that they have behind her and that Cardi is not really as big of an artist as she likes to you know have the world believe that she is but it's that the label is the ones that have been doing all the work and Cardi hasn't been doing anything and she has no talent and again I think for someone who's on Nicki's level it's very tasteless for her to be such a big artist and try to discredit someone another woman of color number one and someone who's just trying to come up the same way that nikki did because i don't know if a lot of you have paid attention to nikki's career but you know nikki has grinded and she had to struggle at one point too nikki's been out here for a long time don't think that she had um the pink print and that's how that was her claim to fame no, Nikki has been out here. And when I say out here, I mean in these streets in New York years ago when she was managed by Big Fendi and she was doing Come Up DVD. She was doing Smack DVD. She was doing Hustle Up DVD. She was doing Cocaine City before French Montana is the French Montana that we all know him to be now. So I don't understand how she can shade someone in the manner that she's doing it when she had to come up from that same type of position. You know, and um, it just goes to show you again, she's not dealing with reality. You cannot think that in any type of market, in any industry, that you are going to hold a monopoly over something. If that was true, there wouldn't be a Burger King and there wouldn't be a McDonald's. There wouldn't be a Pizza Hut and there wouldn't be a Papa John's. You understand? You're never going to hold a monopoly over something. 
And I think it's great for the culture that these two women are actually here and they're within the same space. I think she needs to lighten up a little bit and give Cardi her credit. Now, I understand where Cardi came from and I commend Cardi B also for not, you know, taking it and and, and going lower than she could have taken it at the VMAs. And she kind of addressed Nikki in a real subtle manner. And, um, you know, I, I get where Cardi's coming from because obviously she's frustrated and she has all right to be frustrated because she's she's had to work hard and she's been trying to prove herself consistently since she's come out with her first record that her passion and her heart and everything that she gives is to the music and she just wants people to take her seriously so here's a little bit of what cardi b said on her instagram live check this out and it's not my fault that people support my music so every single time that my records climb up the charts that shit, that shit really breaks my heart when I see people be like, oh, your, your label be buying your, 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 your success. No, you can't buy success. You can't buy people your love. And that's, and that's one thing. You can't buy that. You can't buy people fuck with you. Period. Period. That's something that I learned. I'm sick of that shit. Like I'm sick of it. Sick of it. I can't buy. I can't buy people. I can't buy people listening to uh, jamming my songs on arenas. You can't buy that shit. You can't buy that. You can't buy love. You can't buy that. You can't buy people's love. And that's one thing that I think I was born with. I was born with a good spirit. I was born with people loving me. It's not my fault. I got a great personality. I, it's not my fault. When I meet people, I make people want to fuck with me. I make people want to love me. When I go and I meet anybody that I have to work with, anything, people be like, you know what? I really like this girl. Because it's like I treat people with decency. My mom, that's, what, that's how my mom raised me. And I agree with you 110%, Cardi. And it goes back to what I was just telling you guys a little bit earlier. And being authentic and being yourself, being a genuine person and treating people with respect, regardless of what level of social status you might hold, you have to treat people the same way and in the same regard that you would want to be treated. So I definitely agree with Cardi and where she's coming from. And she's right. You cannot buy that because in this day and age, the people genuinely have to be fucking with you or they don't. And again, I use this word quite a bit so far, but Nikki not living in reality and I guess not wanting to realize what's going on. But maybe it's time for you to past the how how would i say past the torch to the up the up and coming you know star which is cardi b the same way as you wanted it so badly when we had foxy brown out here when we had little kim out here when we had missy elliott out here when there was a thick layer of competition in hip-hop you know i think this all comes down to nikki being so used to being on the top for such a long time 
and winning, so to speak, for such a long time that she doesn't know how to lose. And when faced with a losing situation, she's responding to it and reacting very poorly. So I give a lot of credit to Cardi because she's taking a higher road and um, she's not being petty. She's not being very uh, tasteless about her response and her remarks. So I have to commend Cardi for that. And I applaud her. But, um, you know, again, I think Nikki just has to come to terms with the state of her career and the state of, you know, hip hop music, man. We, we're, we're, in the, we're in the day and age now where there's so much bombardment, again, of content, music, um, everyone who's aspiring to be an artist or a producer has clothing companies. It's so much different things to pay attention to. It's hard for fans to give the energy that they could give to you at one point in time. They can't give it to you now because things are, excuse me, things are changing. And, um, you know, she just has to come to terms with that, you know, get a grip on reality. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. But um, getting off of Nikki and, you know, I hope that she calms down and, you know, somebody in her camp or within her team, you know, they sit down with her and they, and, and they tell her, listen, what you should do is commend Cardi for the work that she has been putting in instead of trying to put her down, because it makes you look worse when you try to dim somebody's light or you try to discredit someone all because you want that shine. Nikki has had that for such a long time now. There's nothing wrong with sharing that spotlight. There's enough room out here for everybody to shine. And that's the thing that I've always hated about hip hop. Although it's always been competitive, it's always been a competitive genre of music. There's this myth where people think that once you get on, you have to obtain everything. You can't share any of the, the gold, the pot of gold. You can't share that with anybody. You have to be the only one eating from that pot of gold. It's disgusting. And it's a very disgusting mentality that's dividing the culture. Enough. Enough is enough. So, again, salute to Cardi B and uh, congrats again on the success. And, you know, I wish you much more. Uh, so moving off of that and before I close this out, uh, again, I know I talk about this guy a lot, but he's becoming such a character. It's almost hard for you not to speak about him if you have this type of a platform. But um, again, in the wonderful world of Takashi 69, he's miraculously found himself beef again. And it's with the most unlikely of artists. And he's now beefing with Ludacris. And this shit all stems from something that was very innocent that I guess Takashi took the wrong way. So Ludacris was recently on an episode of Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon and, and, and those guys, right? And I didn't watch the episode, but from what I understand, in one of the lyrical skits that they do, Ludacris mentioned Takashi 6ix9ine. Now, I guess this didn't sit well with 6ix9ine and he felt like um, you know, verbalizing that and, and, and speaking on the situation. Now, one thing that I wish this young man would do, okay, because I come from an era, I was raised by old school cats. As a man, you do not invite another man to your private parts, to your private area, because that's grounds for fights or something worse to happen to you. So 
he basically went on live, I guess it was, and he told Ludacris to suck his dick and how Ludacris is old and washed up and he's only good for Fast and Furious films and all types of shit like that. Um, honestly, Ludacris is someone who's very matured. He's an elder statesman in this industry, so I don't see him responding to Takashi at all. Uh, and shame on him if he does. Because for someone to have the longevity and the type of clout that Ludacris has and the level of superstardom that he has, you don't pay any mind to somebody like Takashi 69. And um, my thoughts on Takashi is that he just needs to grow up. Um, obviously, this ongoing uh, situation that he has with this case and with the judges and what everybody's telling him, he's not learning anything. He's not becoming humble. He's not gracious enough. Uh, or thankful to be in this type of situation and I think he just needs to chill out because this is coming from somebody who makes a living and who has made a life of fucking trolling people so now that one little thing gets said about you your, your name gets mentioned on a tv show where they weren't dissing you or anything you feel like you're being attacked and you want to lash out at somebody Takashi cut it out and um I'm not going to speak on this any longer so I'm about to get up out of here, guys. But I thank you again. And I appreciate you, as always, for listening into the show. Um, Got to give a big shout out to Anchor FM again for uh, getting us here. Shout outs to Apple. Shout outs to Spotify. Shout out to Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, I can't remember all of the platforms that we are on now, but we are currently on nine platforms and we are growing the show. So shout out to everybody who's um, a part of that and making that happen. And big shout out to EA Sports. Um, I got to say thank you to you guys because even though I didn't make the Live 19 soundtrack, I appreciate the fact that you guys were very accommodating with all of my concerns and everything that I wanted to do. It's just that I didn't get uh, I didn't get up with you guys in time enough to make the cut. But you guys got it this year with Live 19 um 2k you guys are in trouble that's all i'm gonna say so as always it's your boy first letter first word podcast i will be back next week with a brand new episode until then i am out enjoy your weekend